Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view on you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to tonight's podcast. Boy, oh boy, I told you guys it was going to be a humdinger of a podcast tonight. So we are going to jump into some articles because I tell you what, it is oh doggy. And when you say that in Texas, that means, oh my goodness gracious, put your boots on, sit down, strap on your seatbelt, because we got some stuff to talk about tonight. So my two cats are up here joining me tonight. We have Murphy. You guys know Murphy from way back. We got the Murph, the Snurfy Murph. And then, of course, we have Frank Stephen Mitchell up here with us tonight, too. They're sitting on my desk. So if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, uh, just know they're up here with us tonight. So it's been a while since the Murphs uh, jumped up on the desk with me. So... Okay, here we go, folks. Does Pope Francis have all the markers of an apocalyptic figure? <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> We're going to read the article by Jim Mark Hill, and you can find that at harbingersdaily.com, and it was posted on the 21st of February. What else are we going to go to go to today? You know him, you love him. He is my all-time favorite. You know him. You know who I'm talking about. It is Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. Go show Leo some love. He's talking about American society is spinning out of control. What you need to know now or what you need to do now to prepare for massive civil unrest and violence, folks. You know it, you know it. Um, we all have that feeling. You know, the second American Civil War is starting. Mmm, could it be? Well, you guys, we're going to talk about it tonight. And what you need to do to prepare. Don't be scared, just get prepared. You know, I say it all the time. You know, hello, what's coming next? You better get you some food. You better get you some food. <laughs> and you better get you some water while you're at it. More importantly, probably water. You can live longer with water than you can with food. So, guys, so much. Oh, my gosh. I just can't even begin to um, go over the balloon. We had another balloon flying over um, the country. Like, what? Oh, look, it's a balloon. You know, fly that thing over Texas. Somebody's going to skeet shoot that thing. And I tell you what, it won't be a balloon in the air anymore. We have solar, quote, flares going off. We have AT&T, Verizon, 50, 60, 75,000 customers without cell phone coverage or without internet. I think it's a trial run by China. I think China is involved with this. And, uh, you know, I'm going to read you another article tonight. And you're going to be like, what in the world? We know at least 70 thousand Chinese military men have entered our country in the last two years. Two years, folks. That's all that we know. Um, I'm sure there's m way more than that. But folks, I ought to make your alarm bells go off. You're like, ding, 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 ding. Like my phone just went off. But that couldn't have been more perfect timing if you would have heard that in the background. <laughs> but folks, I'm telling you what, it is time to dig in. Now listen to me. I'm not one of those, you know, okay, so I am a conspiracy theorist, you know, you know, I am. I talk to you guys about these articles. It's not really conspiracy. It's the truth. But, you know, the mainstream media will say, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. You know, ivermectin, horse paste people. Yeah, it works. I mean, you know, it worked and uh, um, we're still here. So, eh, you know, it's kind of crazy. But um, the Bible told us these things were going to happen. 
And I never thought in my wildest dreams that this is how it would play out. It's like a a B-rated sci-fi movie. You know, I've been thinking about artificial intelligence. God is omnipresent, omnipotent, um, everything. He's all-knowing. He's all-seeing. He's everything. But he's God Almighty. But Satan is the counterfeit. So how does he do that? Because we've talked about the, th- the unholy trinity. So how does he do that? Well, he's going to have artificial intelligence. Folks, we've been training artificial intelligence for a while now. How many bicycles? How many bicycles are in this square? Do you see how many stop signs? Click the stop sign squares. We've been training it for a very long time. Our phones have been listening to us. Cars listen to us. TV listen to everything. Your computer, everything listens to you and me. So we've been training artificial intelligence for a very long time. That chat GPT, I do believe, has been around a lot longer. I think they just quote-unquote released this little aspect of it to the public just to see what we will do with it or just to see what will happen. I use that in video. Uh, Guys, you know, I remember I had that uh, website and uh, YouTube channel. It was a survivalist corner. I was like, well, you know, I'll just do that. I was kind of, you know, throw out some videos and, you know, see if we might be able to help some people, just come up with some stuff. And folks, I'll tell you what, the, the it was so scary because what I would do is uh, you go to NVIDIA and I, I follow this guy on YouTube and he was telling people how to do that. And I was like, oh, great, I'm going to try that. So I went to NVIDIA and top, you just type it in and it completely makes this video. None of it is real. The guy that I had that was on, that was a cover photo dude, everything, all of that was artificially generated, every single bit of it, every single bit of it. All the videos that were made, artificial intelligence, not one single bit of it was real. Folks, it was so creepy. You could not tell the difference. You couldn't tell the difference. Now, some of this stuff on some of the people, like if you look at their hands, you know, you can kind of tell he hadn't quite got that down yet. So you can kind of almost tell, but like his facial features, all the, even on my YouTube channel, uh, even on the Facebook page that I had for Survivalist Corner, none of it was real. None of, well, now the wording was real, like I topped that up, but I mean, like the pictures, the, the generated, were none of them were real. The videos weren't real. And my friend's like, um, Heather, you probably shouldn't be messing with that. And I was like, yeah, you probably right. And so I deleted all of it. So the only videos that are still up on that are the ones that I actually created myself. But I do have to tell you, the artificial uh, videos had a whole lot more hits and they looked a whole lot better. I was like, wow. And they took seconds to make seconds where like I could be here in my studio doing videos. It will take me hours just to edit like a 10 minute video. That's why I don't do a whole lot of videos on YouTube anymore. And if I do, it's just me talking and it's showing my screen. You know, I did a lot of those the last couple of years. I don't do very many of them now, but you know, I have so much going on now. I do you know? I I did get the church's our, our church's website up, my pastor's church anyway. Uh, if you got, I'm gonna link that in the comments. So if you guys want to go check out um, our church's website, that'd be great. Um, we also have uh, the YouTube channel as well. And so my pastor does a phenomenal job teaching on end time prophecy, on end times, all that good stuff. He doesn't shy away from any of that. We are actually going through the Book of Revelation right now. And so if you guys can join us. We just had our first Bible study on Wednesday, and I do believe we'll be going through it on Sundays as well. You guys don't want to miss that. What I'm also going to do is bring all of his videos from Lifeway Fellowship, where he used to pastor for 30, over 30 years. I'm going to take those and bring those over to our YouTube channel and also put them on the website. Guys, mm, 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 mm. he's also got a book 
If you ever want a copy, let me know. It's called Pastoral Perspectives, a theological source book for Christians. Uh, Dr. Randy Davis. Um, I'm going to open up a book here. I'm going to show y'all anything you ever wanted to know about. Let's see here. The marriage relationship he's got on here. Divorce and remarriage. God's attitude toward divorce. All kinds of stuff on there. Uh, biblical grounds for divorce. Uh, all coming. So divorcing God's grace. So all kinds of stuff is in here. Anything you ever wanted to know. The location of the ark. The mysterious power of the ark. How does the moral law apply to Christians? Folks, um, all kinds of stuff is in here. If you ever wanted to know, if you need a copy of this book, you guys let me know. I know a guy. <laughs> uh, I might be able to, uh, I might be able to obtain a copy. And uh, the institution of the Lord's Supper. All kinds of stuff is in here, guys. Layman's terms. I love it. I've learned so much from it. I use it a lot. Um, as a resource, I use a, I use it a lot on a resource. I actually used it on one of my videos a while back. Should women be pastors? We all know that's a no. But I mean, there's a lot of people who really don't know. And when you look at churches today, they always have pastor so and so and pastor of ministries and pastors of music. Like, no, we, women are not pastors. And um, there's a reason for that. A very good reason. For that. Does that mean women are inferior? No. God created male and female. We are equal. Okay, equal. It's called complementarianism. And uh, a lot of people get confused about that, especially nowadays. With the whole feminism and all this stuff is going on. And you got women out there with vaginas on their head at the public, you know, going, we want our rights abortions. And this is, I've never seen mass craziness like I have today. I, I, words totally escape me. I just, just, I, like I said, I just can't think of words to tell you guys of the insanity but then again what do the bible say will turn god will turn them over that's a scary thought god will turn them over to a reprobate mind which means you think like an animal you cannot reason anymore look around the world today where you know they're telling these children look tommy you can be a tammy okay we're gonna mutilate you to where you will physically look like Tammy, but you will never be a Tammy. But they're not going to tell them that. The insanity, the in absolute insanity, where they will take your children away from you if you don't agree that Tammy can be Tommy or whatever. We are living in the absolute end of the end days. I'm waiting for a trumpet call. I know you guys are probably waiting for a trumpet call too because the Lord Jesus is about ready to call his church home. And the whole reason that I, you know, I know we all, I mean, we all want to be out of this evil, wicked world. I keep thinking of Lot, how, you know, and I was reading about that as we we're reading through the Bible chronologically on the other part of this podcast and how he was in the middle of all that. Now, it, you know, flat, vexed his soul. I mean, you know, we are in that time right now. Nothing. You can't turn on the TV without seeing some form of wickedness everywhere they have quote unquote normalized wickedness in this culture in this society all over the world that tells you how close we are because god said in the days of noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man that is now they are tampering with things they shouldn't be tampering with we have scientists and genetics and all of these folks out there doing Things that we, as normal people, would never, ever 
conceive of this. We would never think of this. Folks, these things that God even says they would invent new ways to be evil. I don't have to tell you that the vaccine was evil. They invented that vaccine. So they invented a virus so that they could use their vaccine. Do I think the vaccine in the future will be a form probably of the mark of the beast? I think so. I think they will because, number one, it was a trial run. They implemented this vaccine. They called these protocols. And the government's like, well, we're not really making you get one. But all these companies said, well, you can't come to work here if you don't get this vaccine. The military, if you don't get this jab, you can't serve in the military. I think that's how they weeded out the people who could think for themselves. That's how they got rid of those people. In the future, the Bible says there will be a mark of the beast. There's a mark. And you can't buy or sell or anything without that mark. And with that mark, you will worship the image of the beast. And it's going to know, this image will know if you are truly worshiping it or not. Folks, read the book of Revelation. The things are happening with this artificial intelligence. There's things that you can't see. You cannot tell them apart. You cannot tell these things aren't real anymore. That's how close, that's how you know that we really are in the end days. Because there's stuff out there like this artificial generated chat GPT, these stories in video and all this stuff that they have out there, that Sora, all of this stuff. You cannot tell if it is real or if it's not real. That's when you know. And so if they can create this now, and they're talking about these neural links and brain chip. <laughs> you know the thing about the brain chip? Okay, Neuralink, you know, he, uh, they put those in. How many monkeys and how many of those monkeys died? Every single one of those monkeys that they tested that Neuralink on died. And it was not a pretty death. It was a horrific death. However, we're going to put it in a human. Look, Johnny can move the cursor with his mind. Look, folks. I'm telling you, this is insanity. And I, they're, look. They're not out there because they're trying to help people, okay? They're not trying to help people who were in car accidents or had whatever, and they, they're paralyzed. They don't care. They don't care about that. Their end game is transhumanism. Transhumanism. But they're going to play it off as, hey, look what we can do. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to help people walk again, and people are going to be able to do this. They're going to do that. But it strikes me odd is that's not who they tried it on first. They just tried it on somebody. They don't say who. But, you know, they can move their mouth. Okay, listen. I don't I don't trust them. I know you guys don't trust them. They have no good intentions. Zero. Zero good intentions. Their only intentions are transhumanism. They want to be God. They want to upload their soul, apparently, is what they think they're going to do. And that they're going to live forever. That's, yeah, that's their whole game plan. Folks, okay, look, if I don't get to these articles, we'll be talking for days. <laughs> so I need, I could go on and on and on about this, but let's not go on and on and on. We're going to start with Jan Markell's article. Does the Pope have all the markers of an apocalyptic figure? 
So this is posted the 21st of January, and you can find it at harbingersdaily.com. So Jan Markell says, I am cautious about, quote, pinning the tail, unquote, on the Antichrist and the false prophet. We cannot know ahead of time who these personalities are. However, she says, Pope Francis comes close to filling the bill on the false prophet, or he may be but a type of that man, just like there are many types of of the antichrist throughout history she says i think the devil has always had a candidate for antichrist waiting in the wings as he doesn't know when the final generation is i agree and she goes on to say the false prophet is described in revelation chapter 13 verse 11 through 15 he is also referred to as the second beast in revelation chapter 16 verse 13 in 19 verse 20 and 20 verse 10 Together with the Antichrist and Satan who empowers both of them, the false prophet is a third party in the unholy trinity. Pope Francis is revealing himself to be a blatant Marxist. He also or he has also pulled back from issues Catholics have considered sacred. He apparently has replaced abortion with social justice and environmentalism. Most troubling, however, is his call for a new world order and that there be a global constitution, a global court, and a one world government. Scripture is clear that the Antichrist will be the head of a one world government. And that is Revelation chapter 13. Even conservative Catholics are sounding a warning that Pope Francis, the first Jesuit Pope, may be the most troubling Pope ever. He is raising apocalyptic concerns and some in the eschatological community feel that he indeed has gotten the nod to be the false prophet. Roger Oakland, a former Catholic, writes, according to Bible prophecy, a one world religion that will offer the promise of peace throughout the world is going to commence prior to Christ's return. To most, this global body will seem like a wonderful thing and very possibly will be a pseudo-Christianity coming in the name of Christ. However, contrary to how the masses will view it, it will actually help establish and set up the Antichrist in his one world government. She says, he continues, in order for this to happen, all religions must come together in an ecumenical plan. Today, as part of the satanic scheme, the evangelical Protestant church is being drawn seductively into the Roman Catholic Church, largely through what we call the Jesuit agenda. Incredibly, while the evidence is obvious to some, the majority of proclaiming Christians are not at all aware it is happening. Anyway, she says, Oakland concludes, so what should we expect if we are in the time when such a system unfolds? First, many who once were Protestant and evangelical will become ecumenical. Second, all religions will unite in solidarity of purpose. Understanding the Jesuit agenda is essential if we are to understand how this worldwide deception will come about. And J. Markell goes on to say, Francis in 2014 sent a video message to Kenneth Copeland urging reconciliation between Catholics and Charismatics, a move cheered by Copeland's audience. The video's introduction was delivered by a friend of Francis, Anglican Episcopal Bishop Tony Palmer, who told Copeland's audience that Catholic and Charismatic renewal is the hope of the church. Pope Francis is making a plea for the union of many faiths. He reportedly has said Je Jesus Christ, Muhammad, Jehovah, Allah. These are all names employed to describe an entity that is distinctly the same across the world. He opened the door to Muslim prayer at the Vatican. 
Jan says, can you say one world religion? <laughs> yes, yes, we can. Pope Francis has spoken at the White House Congress and the UN pushing climate change and sustainable development, which is, again, all about global government. One has to wonder where he fits the gospel into his agenda. It doesn't appear as though he it doesn't appear as though it does. One writer calls him a wolf in Pope's clothing. Put it all together, Marxism, environmentalism, new world order, global government, sustainable development, the Jesuit agenda, unity of faith, a global constitution, a global court, a departure from Catholic traditions. We live in interesting times and the hour is very late. Yes, Jan, it is. Yes, thank you so much uh, for writing that article. Jan Markell is fantastic. If you guys don't know where to find Jan Markell, you can go to Olive Tree News and Views right there. But we'll actually go over there right now so I can get you the right website, olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org. You can go to her news and views and drop down there. Boom. And she always has good RSS feeds of news. Ooh, let me tell you. So, yes, folks, to the hour of the time that we have been waiting for. Yes, Leo Holman's article. Folks, this is a lengthy, and I do mean lengthy article. So we probably will not read all of it tonight, but we are going to hit some very good points. I'm also going to play uh, a video, which you guys won't be able to see, but you will be able to hear some of it. So we're going to go ahead and start. The American society is spinning out of control and what you need to do now to prepare for massive civil unrest and violence. It doesn't take any brilliant analytical mind to discern that American society is losing its rudder and that there are powerful forces seeking to divide us at a critical juncture, provoking us to civil war. After decades of ideological attacks on our gatekeeping institutions, by globalists with no allegiance to this country, America's sense of identity and purpose is dangerously close to dead. A country without a cohesive identity is a country wrought for manipulation, division, and ultimately war among its factions. When the elites feel their power slipping, which I believe they do, that's when they adopt a burn-it-all-down mentality. Gaslighting in the media, finger-pointing, and scapegoating all play into the strategy, and we've seen plenty of that over the last few years. But it's not just America. It's Western civilization as a whole that is withering. And when civilizations implode, everyone suffers. The good, the bad, and the indifferent. Many of my Christian friends say, not to worry, everything will work itself out just fine. God's in control. I read history and see that just because God is in control doesn't mean that his followers won't suffer persecution even to the point of death. But there is a difference between dying for your faith and dying just because you walked into an unfortunate situation in a public space that you thought was safe. May it, maybe it always was safe before but now isn't. Or maybe you discovered the hard way that your home appeared as low-hanging fruit for a professional criminal of gang of criminals they attacked and you're caught off guard. He says, what I'm saying is the world is about to become a much more dangerous place, both at home and abroad. What starts in Europe eventually comes here and civil uprisings are gaining steam across the European continent. France, Belgium, Germany, the Netherlands, Italy, and Spain have all seen tremendous civil unrest as people are waking up to the global con being waged against them by power hungry globalist Luciferians using the climate as uh, as their excuse to drastically curtail freedoms of speech, press, assembly, and movement, not to mention privacy 
invasions. Farmers have been protesting against globalist climate policies in all of the above countries, and migrant populations have been also getting restless. In the Netherlands last night, there were migrant riots with a little uh, with a little reported connection to the United States. Oops, sorry about that. You mean to hit the mic, guys. But you won't find any of this reported in the mainstream press, but keep reading and you will see what I'm talking about and on and how now is the time to wake up and prepare for what's coming. It goes on to say, at least four police officers were hurt during a riot that erupted on the streets outside of The Hague on Saturday night, February 17th, after two rival groups of Eritrean migrants clashed following a political disagreement. Rioters torched police cars in a bus, and Dutch police officers were forced to use tear gas to regain control of the area. Dozens of rioters were filmed surrounding the opera conference hall in, in the Netherlands, as multiple police vans raced to the scene. Another clip also showed the aftermath. The building had several smashed windows and parked vehicles were set on fire. The street was left looking like a war zone. According to the Hague Municipality spokesman Robin Middle, a fight broke out between two groups of Eritreans and got seriously out of hand. Police said that during the riots, two officers sustained injuries to their hand and another to her teeth. A fourth was hit by a car. Oh my goodness, a fourth was hit by a police car in the chaos. Now for the U.S. connection. Independent journalist Andy No reported on X Saturday night that over 200 Eritrean migrants were holding a sympathy protest in Charlotte, North Carolina for their brothers overseas, and that protest also turned violent. Here it says, breaking African migrants and immigrants from Eritrea in Charlotte, North Carolina are rioting and attacking police. The riot coincides with Eritreans in the Netherlands also setting fires and assaulting police. Warning Eritrean or warring Eritrean factions have taken the violence to the countries they claim. Oh, it's going to take me over here to to uh, X. Sorry, warring Eritrean factions have taken their violence to the countries they claim asylum in. And of course, there's some um, if you go to X, you can see all of the uh, videos there so we're going to keep on the charlotte mecklenburg police department confirmed knows report of violence breaking out in north carolina's largest cities and right here they said crowds set a tractor on fire of course the charlotte fire department contained the scene quickly and distinguished it oh my goodness so so he goes on to say you can add this to the growing list of american cities experiencing migrant uh, migrant violence and it's only going to get worse until we start seeing mass deportations. But I don't hear any politicians talking about mass deportations. Do you? I don't know, Leo. Henry goes, he goes on to say, so don't expect things to improve. One other city where migrant crime is raging is the nation's largest, New York City. Violent illegals have formed gains and are making their presence known across the Big Apple. And the police are just now starting to form a response, but they're fighting a losing battle. Because the Soros prosecutors working in New York are reportedly letting the criminal migrant gang members back on the streets as soon as they get arrested. You guys remember that? When that, those officers were attacked and what do they do? Yeah, let them back out. But right now, I'm going to let you guys listen to part of this video. And this is by um, Cash Jordan. If you want to go find him on YouTube, he's great. He's got a lot of great videos. I watch a lot of his videos. But I'm going to play you about three or four minutes of this video uh, and he's going to tell you about what's going on in New York City. Now that organized gangs are operating in New York City and police say there could be hundreds of criminals out there and they have no way 
of stopping them all. They walked across the border for a better life, but now they are walking out in handcuffs after police say their American dream was to commit crime. Police say a gang terrorized New Yorkers, robbing them and then hacking their phones to drain bank accounts of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Surveillance video shows the moment two masked men broke into the back of a Bronx bodega, walked up to the register and made off with $100,000 cash. I think all the crime is getting worse right now. I think, I mean, especially with the bikes and the mopeds and the scooters, everyone's riding around. Police say this is one part of one migrant gang and there are others. According to the police commissioner, the city is in the middle of a crime wave. And it's gang-related. Now, although some of the gangs are made up apparently of asylum seekers, what nobody's talking about is there's other high-profile gang-related activity being orchestrated by gangs of New Yorkers as well. We're talking everything from cell phone theft to pickpocketing. A crime spree involving bodegas has seen certain businesses lifted for over $100,000. And the next time you're out at a bar and someone attractive approaches you and talks to you, they could be targeting you for some crimes that are so heinous, it makes me think it's probably not even safe to go out at night here. On top of that, some of the asylum seekers who've been caught up in this may have been exploited by gang leaders the police are now looking for. But before we get into why this is happening and how much damage is being done to the city, it's important to understand that many of the criminals who have been caught have already been controversially released without bail. So they're still out there somewhere for some reason. But what's alarming is that when last year ended, overall levels of crime in the city were down. There was a 12% decrease in extremely violent types of crime, but the reduced crime trend has reversed. And what most people don't know is that since 2019, overall crime in the city is up 32%. Which means one out of every three New Yorkers are now more likely to be involved in some sort of incident. And the types of incidents happening now are unlike anything I've ever seen. Once again, that video was by Cash Jordan. Go check him out there. Um, so it was now turned to Ohio, where earlier this month, Butler County Sheriff Richard Jones announced he was making some major changes in his department to prepare for a future of intense gang-related migrant crimes and potential terrorist attacks. He is acutely aware of the 37,000 37, Chinese nationals who crossed into the United States from Mexico last year seeking asylum. Another 20,000 have entered already in 2024. That's a 57,000 man Chinese army assembled here inside America, potentially forming sleeper cells and awaiting their orders to attack. Author and China expert Gordon Chang recently wrote about this in an article for the Gatestone Institute. And, of course, below are Chinese migrants practicing their shooting skills. Of course, there's a few videos right here. If you want to go to Leo Home and H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com, you can check those out and bring you right over there to X. So, but back to Butler County Sheriff, he says. So, the WCPO in Cincinnati reports, and I quote, Jones announced the changes after getting back to Butler County from a National Sheriff Association meeting in Washington, D.C., where he said they heard from the FBI director on terrorism threats. Quote, we were told by the FBI director it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, uh, Jones said. He wants to make sure Butler County is prepared, so he said he's equipping every sheriff's department vehicle with a rifle and a go bag, which has extra magazines for the rifles and other necessities. Jones also announced he's working to boost 
security by looking into drone detection technology for the sheriff's department. Quote, he says, we're looking at maybe squad training. We train for school shootings. What do we do or what to do when we get there? Mall shootings. We're going to look at things a little differently, he said. The next steps Jones is taking uh, go beyond his department, too. He's working to make sure community members have the tools they need, too. We're going to start training civilians on what to do when disaster hits and emergency hits, he said, unquote. I think that's a pretty good idea. I think every sheriff's department should be doing that. Mm, Anyway, back to the article. Uh, Leo goes on to say, this country is about to see changes that almost nobody is expecting. We need to start taking these threats seriously. Here are some ideas on how to start. Right, goes, get a pen, get a pen of paper. Just kidding. (laughs) You can pause. No, here we go. All right, here we go. This is what he suggests. So number one, talk to your sheriff and ask what he is doing to prepare for a much more violent America. Ask him what you can do to help. Number two, make sure you have a means of self-defense inside your home and seek out training on how to use said weapon. Some sheriffs offer this training for free. That is true that they do. Um, If you can afford a guard dog, get one. I know they cost a lot to feed and care for, so don't go down this road if you're already struggling to support your family. He says, there are other things you can do, many of them for very little money, to upgrade your security situation and tighten up the perimeter of your property. Think about installing solar motion lights around your property. Put up security signs and a beware of dog sign, even if you don't have a dog or a pooch, is, or your pooch is small and friendly. Well, I have a small one, but he's not friendly. <laughs> he's a chihuahua. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, he's he's friendly. Anyway, he goes on to say, add peepholes to your exterior doors so you can see who's knocking. Upgrade the hinges, latches, and locks on exterior doors with deadbolts and replace shorter screws with three-inch screws. A professional criminal can always kick in your door, but you want him to have to kick it several times before gaining entry. This gives you more time to get in a position of safety with your family. Have a family plan on how to react if you hear someone trying to break into your home or see someone lurking outside who isn't supposed to be there. Stock up on water and food, but also think about a situation that could last three months or longer in which you will need uh, in which you will need to be able to filter water and grow some of your own food. Get at least three five gallon containers and fill them with gasoline. Make sure you have all the basic hand tools and supplies you need. Things like duct tape, shovels, hose, hammers, screwdrivers, a good axe, and or hatchet. A company, or I'm sorry, a major component of preparation involves the way you think about things. Don't live in denial. Don't fall victim to numerology bias. This is not the old America anymore. Living in denial could get you or a family member needlessly killed, he says. Most of what you need can be found at your local sporting goods stores, outdoor stores, and hardwood stores. Now is the time to get started on your personal home security plan. If you wait too long, you will find you will not find any of the tools or supplies necessary to harden your home's perimeter. Once the violence escalates to a certain point, you also may find the shelves of your local sporting goods store and hardware store becoming bare. Remember, When you need the police to arrive in seconds, they will be there in minutes. You are responsible for your family's security. He says, one of my favorite security experts is John Lovell, a former Army Ranger, committed Christian and founder of the Warrior Poets Society. He says, below is an excellent interview Lovell did with Homesteaders of America about how to get out of the naive mindset in which most Americans remain stuck and start uh, start taking your personal family security safety 
uh, uh, security seriously. Sorry. And I'm going to post Leo's article um, in the description of this podcast. so You guys can go and find that and watch that video um, with John Lovell as well. So, guys, like I said, it's I mean, I know these days look dark and I know they look bleak. But the darker the things get, the brighter our future looks because our Lord Jesus is coming to take us home. Um, just think, you know, our eternal life, your your eternal life is what matters. It's not this this physical body in this world right now, because the Bible tells us that we are in this world and we are not of this world. Only if you're a Christian, only if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, can you say that if you cannot say that you have put your faith in Christ and you have asked him to save you, you cannot say that this is not your home. You know what I mean? That you're, you know, I mean, well, it's not going to be your home. Hell will be your eternity. But as Christians, we we just know we have that feeling like we want to go home. Like, Toto, we aren't in Kansas anymore. Like, I want to go home. I want to go home. And I, I think that more and more, Every day, as the things get darker and darker, I want to go home. You know, I know this is not my home. And, uh, you know, if you haven't put your faith in Christ, I don't know what you're waiting for. This world's going to get worse. It's going to get way, way worse. And when the Christians are taken out of here, unfathomable, unfathomable. I can't tell you how terrible it's going to be. But the Bible can. The Bible tells all of us what it's going to be like. You don't want to be here. Um, if you haven't, you can go to Amazon. I'll put a link in the bottom uh, of the description as well. There's a book on there. I have a book on there. It's called um, After the Rapture, What Comes Next? And it's a straightforward shot of what to do. If you know somebody who's going to be left behind, you want to leave that book somewhere. Put that book in their hands. Leave it on a coffee table. Whatever, whatever you can. I actually read it on the podcast a while back. I think several months ago, I read it on the podcast. Um so yeah, things are going to get very bad and you want to be prepared. But most importantly, you want to prepare your family. You want to prepare your home. You want to have the food, the water. You want to have all this stuff. But the most important thing you have got to prepare for is your eternal home. Where will you spend eternity if God was to call you home right now? If he was to call your number, where is, your, where is your eternity going to be spent? It's either going to be spent in heaven with the Lord or in hell separated from God for eternity. So you need to make that decision and you need to make it right now. I'm not, I'm saying right now. You don't need to wait like, ah, you know, I may do that tomorrow. Well, let me tell you something. What if you went to bed tonight and you woke up and the world was chaotic? The world was chaos. People had disappeared Plane crashes, there was like, electricity grid was down, nothing. There was like streets and violence, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're like, oh my gosh, let me call my friend, that crazy person that was always talking about Jesus, but you can't get a hold of him. All these people vanished, and you're going to be stuck here. You will be stuck here. And the only hope for you is to live through the seven years of hell on earth, and enter into the millennial kingdom. And if you don't survive. And you do accept Christ before you die. You'll be a tribulation saint. The Antichrist is going to hunt you down. He will be hunting all Christians down. To behead you. To kill you. And you will be a martyr for Christ. 
in the tribulation. They're called the tribulation saints. And if you're not martyred and hunted down and you have no mark, you can't buy and this artificial intelligence, you got satellites, you got all these things. And people are like, oh, just get a bunker. No, you're not just going to get a bunker. They're going to find you. They will find you. They will weed you out and find you. It's not going to be pretty. And those that do survive, they will enter into the millennial kingdom. Folks, my pastor just taught on that. <laughs> if you go to our YouTube channel, you can watch all about all that on the last uh, Wednesday night services that he's done on our Bible studies. So he just taught all the way through that. But somebody needs to scare, literally scare the hell out of you. D- these days, right now, I'm talking to you right now. There's no time to wait. There's no time to him haul around about the thing. You're going to make the decision for Jesus Christ today or you're not. And I'm telling you, it's a scary thing. That's a scary thing. Because remember, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Mm. God turned them over to a reprobate mind. Mm. Look, if you if you are feeling that from the Holy Spirit, I mean, he will. He will knock on your door. He's going to prompt you and prompt you. And he'll keep on, keep on, keep on until you've rejected him enough. And then, okay. I strongly suggest if you feel that, yeah, that prompting from the Holy Spirit. We all know we're sinners. Every single one of us. You ever told one lie? You are a sinner separated from God. Boom. Then, you know, we're all sinners. Wretched sinners. Filthy. Wretched. Blah. We all deserve hell. But Jesus died on a cross for us. God sent his only begotten son because he knew there's no way we could ever. No, Nobody's righteous. Not one. No, not one. All your filthy works are like rags. Or all of our, our works, our good works are like filthy rags. God knew this. He knew from the foundation of the world what would happen. He knew. He's God. But he provided a way for us. And Jesus came and lived the perfect, sinless life. He was all God, all man. Born of the Virgin Mary. Conceived in the Holy Spirit. He is all God, all man. Oh, folks. I implore you. I'm telling you, make that decision for you. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and what he's done for you and me. Ask him to save you. Do that tonight while you still have time, while we haven't been raptured out of here and while you haven't dropped dead or whatever, been run over, struck by lightning, I don't care, because God will call your number one day and you will either spend eternity with him or you will spend eternity separated from him separated from him in hell, tormented for eternity. People are like, well, but a loving God sent anybody to hell. Well, he didn't. <laughs> you sent yourself there by rejecting his son. So, let me get out of here, folks. Um, if you are following along chronologically with the Bible, I may not get today's reading up tonight, but I will get it up in the morning. Uh, good Lord willing. The Lord willing. <laughs> Oh, one other thing, if you guys haven't, if you're in the state of Texas or you're driving through Texas and you're on I-40, Interstate 40, there is a cross outside of Groom, Texas, and it is huge, very big, large, huge cross, and it's got the stations of the cross, and they've added a whole lot to it um, since I've been there. I haven't been there in a very long time, very, very long time, since I think right after they put it up. And so a friend of mine and I are going to go, the good Lord willing, we're taking our little dogs, and you know, Squirt and his girlfriend, Honey Bunny, and Honey Bunny's mom. And uh, the good Lord willing, we're going to go and look at, go look at that tomorrow. She's been there recently. I have not. And so 
going to try to uh, do a little day trip tomorrow. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. I've been out of Amarillo in a very long time. So anyway, we're going to go do that. Good Lord willing, tomorrow afternoon. Um, so anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come. May you will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. And we just keep praying for the Lord to come and take us home. But in the meantime, go tell somebody about Jesus. Go tell somebody the good news. Even though we are wretched sinners, <laughs> Christ died for us while we were still yet sinners. Isn't that amazing? He did. And we are justified through his blood. And people are like, what does that mean? It means just as if I've never sinned. Praise God. Praise God for his mercy and grace. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for his mercy and grace and obedience to the Father. So with that, really, guys, in Texas, we got to say bye at least three or four times because, you know, this doesn't take. <laughs> All right, I'm getting out of here. Guys, thank you so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you.